podcast is titled, What Are You Expecting? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever really examined what do you expect? We're going to be talking about that place of transition again. And for many of us, that place is very, very narrow. So in that place of narrowness, what are you expecting from God? What are you, you're being confined on both sides and you don't know which way, but do you just settle or do you expect more? Do you expect to get through it? Well, this is, today I want to focus on our response in those transitional seasons. See, there's always a new beginning regardless of how we respond. The narrow place is going to enlarge eventually, but our response determines whether it is a time of refreshing and restoration or a time of continued confinement. Moving forward is not automatic in this, and it demands action on our behalf. Last week, I likened the narrow place to crossing over a deep ravine on a swinging bridge. It is difficult, it's scary, and we often feel unstable in our walk. Some of us make the decision to move forward, but we go slow, deliberate movements, but we're moving forward. Others become stuck and cannot move in either direction. They remain in their instability and confusion for extended periods of time. I've done that. I've done it when I was climbing uh, um, a local mountain. I just got stuck and I couldn't go one way or the other until somebody came along and guided me and helped me and actually took my hand (laughs) to take a step. I know what that feels like. And yet some other people, they want to go backwards. They want to step backwards. But what they do is they don't turn around and look where they're going. What happens is they're not looking at the very situation that they wanted to get away from in the first place because It feels safer to them than moving forward. I was looking through scripture and I noticed in Numbers 22, of course we know about Balaam and the donkey and so forth, but you know, this response by Balaam uh, came out of his own desires and not what God had told him to do. God sent an angel to stand in his way and Balaam didn't even tune into what was going on, but his donkey did. See, determined to have his own way, Balaam struck that donkey to get back onto the road. Sometimes what we desire or think is the right path is not God's will for us at all. We can become so blinded by our desires that God is forced to squeeze us to get our attention. You see, two more times the angel of the Lord stood in the narrow path to get Balaam's attention. And both times, Balaam struck the donkey and forced his way. Do you do that yourself? Do you strike it and you just, I'm going to get my own way. I know what's best. I'm in this confinement, but I'm going to do it my way. Well, the third time, no more options were available. And the, the confinement was so narrow, it says that, you know, there was no way to turn to the left or to the right. In fact, the donkey kind of pushed 
Balaam, and so it hit his leg. And of course, that made Balaam mad. But the third time, what happened too is the donkey saw it and he just laid down, laid down right under Balaam. And that aroused Balaam's anger even more. You know, the story becomes interesting because the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and still Balaam did not really listen. Because if you notice what the scripture says, it wasn't until the Lord opened Balaam's eyes to see the angel of the Lord that he repented. Did he realize that this was even the Lord confining him and trying to get his attention? And in the end, you know, Balaam blessed Israel because the spirit of the Lord came on him. He had no choices. He was going to do what God told him to do. Even though that was, you know, he sort of had that desire, but he also wanted the, the finances and the wealth and the prestige and all of that. I look at this response and I think, wow, do I have to examine this to see whether I am so bent on my own desires of having wealth or finances or even a reputation? You know, that's what Balaam was. And so we have to look at what is our response in all of this? Do we think out of pride that we know exactly what is best for our lives in these places of transition? Well, Jesus taught the apostles in Luke 18, beginning in verse 1, how to keep praying and never, you know, never lose hope, never to stop. And the illustration he used to describe this situation of this narrow place of this widow, this widow was facing a very, very narrow place and opposition. And Jesus described the judge as someone who did not even fear God, didn't even care about the opinions of man. But this widow did not stop. She did not give up. She was determined. And the widow kept on pleading with the judge. And even though he ignored her pleads, she just kept on asking. She kept on pressing in. And she refused to give up. And as I read this passage, we first think it's all about prayer only, but it's also putting action into our prayers. Because what she did was she prayed, but she repeatedly approached this, what the Bible says, thick-skinned, uncaring judge, who, just to seek the justice that she deserved. See, Jesus was teaching us to pray. But he also was teaching us to not give up or to lose hope, but also to put actions into what we know is just and true. When we're in those places of transition and it's squeezing us, we have to firmly stand on what is true and what is just. Persistence an expectation that this woman had, this widow had, and those that press on through to things, their inner forces, they're inside of us. These are action things that we take. And we 
When we take those action steps, it expands our faith to a whole different level. I will tell you, my faith has been expanded to a whole different level. Because, and the people who prayed for me and has come alongside of me and ward, we're, we're also going to a whole different level. See, the judge was tired of listening to her. <laughs> this is an evil judge. But her persistence in going to that judge and pleading her case changed the outcome of the narrow place and brought her into a more spacious one. Can you imagine? We don't have an evil judge. We have a godly judge who wants what's best for us. So as we move through those places and as we seek him and as we plead with him and our cases to him, he's going to listen to us. And it's powerful stuff. It takes us to a whole different place. It's a whole different level of where we've ever been before. Jesus also tells us this. It says, God, the true judge, will grant justice to all of his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night. He expects us, yeah, he expects us to be ever praying, ever expecting, and ever moving forward in our faith for what he has for us. We can't lay down. We can't lay down. We can't give up. We have to keep on pressing forward because God's got a new season for all of us. He's got a, a new beginning for all of us. See, we have choices in those narrow places. And the widow made the choice to move forward. She did it in deliberate steps of prayer and determination to get through that confinement, that opposition that was coming against her. As I was walking uh, this morning, uh, I'm determined to get my body back after I was in the hospital for such an extended time, I've been pressing in for strength, for healing. And I was reminded of the Lord, you know, again, to expect complete healing. And so several times a week, since getting out of the hospital and being able to get outside, I've not only been praying for my healing, but I also been actively stepping out in faith. And first I started, you know, when I first started walking, it was just to the end of the driveway and back. And I wanted to do that. I was getting, I would get out of breath, but I wanted to do it. And then I would expand it to make it two or three times. And then I started to go to my neighbor's house and back. And to be honest with you, it was difficult. It was difficult to uh, breathe enough to be able to accomplish that, as well as physically uh, able to move my body in that way. And then what I, what I found out is that I was going to extend it and go further up the road. And now what I just know is my persistence has paid off because I can now complete the same distance that I was previously doing before I and went into the hospital. Now, I'm not going as fast, but I've increased my capacity to breathe again. Now, I want you to listen to this. God wants you to increase your capacity to breathe him in, to breathe in what he has for you, to accept 
and to believe that there's more to what you are in right now, that place of confinement, that narrow place. There is more for you than just that. He wants you to breathe in all that he has for you. We have to build our capacity and these narrow places, that's what it does for us. It causes us to reach for the more, to go for the expansion, to go for the enlargement. Sometimes, you know, when I was walking, I felt like I was just on that swinging bridge. Literally, when I first started all of this, it would be like I had to stop. I was dizzy. I had difficulty breathing. I didn't know if my legs were going to make it. But you know what? Every single time, you know, I would get stuck. I would stop there for a few minutes and I'd have to breathe in God once more and say, I'm, I'm able to do this, Lord. And I'm going to step forward. And I remember one time recently, just a couple of weeks ago, I had somebody stop. They stopped, They saw me and they stopped and said, are you all right? And I said, yes, I am. Do you want to ride? No, I don't. I'm going to do this thing. Maybe I was slower. Maybe I just took one step forward. And I will tell you, they were deliberate steps that so that I could get back to where I needed to be. You know, we cannot lose hope in this season. We cannot lose hope. You know, I was thinking about all of this too, because it may be about your help. It may be about where you are right now in your life. You may be questioning where God is, because in the world today, it just seems like injustice is winning. But it's not. We must continue to plead and take whatever action the Lord puts on our hearts right now. I'm seeing many, many people, they're standing up to uh, fight for their rights, to fight for their health, to fight for um, you know, their careers, to fight for their choice and, and so forth, and to stand up for the truth. God, he is working. And we must, we must expect more for him because opposite, uh, excuse me, oppression is never an option for us. It's never an option for you in your home, in your computed community, or in your nation, our nation. It's, there's oppression should never be. We have to press in. We have to, with determination and persistence, go right after all that God has for us. I want to pray for you right now because I sense that some of you are going through some very difficult things and even still in your mind you're saying, oh, you don't understand what I've been going through. And you know, to be honest with you, I don't understand. Some of you may be under major oppression from all kinds, whatever nation you're in. Things are changing, things are shifting, but I know that I can be persistent in prayer. So Lord God, right now, I pray for those in other nations and even in our nations where the oppression is just coming right at them and coming close. Some of them are really uh, struggling, Lord God, to live and they're struggling for their lives because of the stance that they've taken for you 
to stand up for you in truth. Lord God, I pray for your hedge of protection around them right now, that Lord God, wherever they are, whatever situation they, they are in, Lord God, that you will blind their enemies right now, that Lord God, and you will open the eyes of these individuals that are in this stuck place, give them the way out, open the door for them, show them, Lord God, the right path, the right place. And Lord God, I pray right now that the winds of opposition, Lord God, would slow down. That bridge is going to be calmer and they're going to go forward, deliberately forward. They're going to get over into that spacious place that you have for them. And Lord God, I thank you for their, your protection around them. I thank you for your protection around all of us, even in this nation, in our careers, in our, our uh, uh, stance, Lord God, that you will give us the wisdom and the counsel and the, and the words and the might, Lord God, to do what needs to be done to come against this evil enemy of injustice that has taken place all across the world. Lord God, I, I want to pray right now too for those that are maybe having COVID, Lord God, and they're feeling like they can't breathe. One of the things, Lord God, that was so strong with me was that you said I needed to breathe again. And so, Lord God, will you open up their lungs, open up your lung, their lungs for healing. May that healing touch come on them, Lord God. Open up their lungs, Lord God, to breathe in your goodness. I thank you, Lord, that you're always with us. You're always for us. And when we cry out, you hear and you answer. So thank you, Lord, in your precious name. Amen.